0: This podcast is sponsored by JHS. JHS has a solution to meet any project you may have. From small residential all the way through to high end commercial, JHS has a hand picked commercial LVT, vinyl, carpet tile, and a variety of broad looms to meet every level of budget and specification. Visit jhscarpets.co.uk, contact them directly, and get your local area manager to pop in for a cup of tea. Now sit back. Enjoy the show, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Right, welcome Harry to the UK Applying Podcast. First question: Who is Harry Watkins? Hi Tom, thanks for having me on. Um, So
1: I am the general manager at FloorMart. I am 22 years old. I'm quite new to the industry. it's so a family business we're in, so this is the sort of starting point in my career, um, but yeah, loving it so far. Um, generally, in the day-to-day operations I'm working in, um, but yeah, we've we've been doing it. I've been doing it for about three years now, met a lot of great people, uh, we work worked with a lot of the training centres, uh, we've been to a few of the events, and it's been great so far.
0: Okay, so, so is it mum and dad that, that own the company, or how is it a family connection?
1: Yeah, so we've got a few members of the family in. Um, the company is owned by my dad, Rob. Yeah. Um, but we've got my grandmother. Uh, we did have my uncle who was running the company. He doesn't actually work here anymore, but got a lot of family connection, uh, which is really nice, um, especially when you work with your family on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've been going for a while. It's been pretty much family um, from day one, really.
0: Whereabouts in the country?
1: to so in leicester um but we service to well
0: nationwide really and so explain to me who floor floor are what what do you do um who are your customers and what, what what you're doing on a day-to-day basis so we're mainly known for the website um
1: floormat.co.uk. uh on there we will supply a pretty much the full range of flooring tools accessories the floor coverings themselves um. The whole flooring range, really. Um, so we do that on the website. We have a, a counter in the in Leicester for our local customers, um, but we're generally aiming at professional floor fitters, but also your end users. Um, and we supply, like I said before, we supply them across the UK. Okay,
0: so so is it mainly the tools, or the or is it the full from the flooring, carpet? What, you know, what what's your main stuff that's going out the door? So it is.
1: We do the whole range, so flooring um screens the whole thing, but our main focus at the moment is the tools. Um so we find that we found that a lot of our competitors weren't really keeping the stocks, neither were we, to be honest. And I think it was hard to find tools, especially with supply issues over the past few years. Um so we put a big focus onto tools and that would be sort of our main focus at the moment.
0: So is it Power tools, hand tools, um, vacuums, or is it literally everything to to own a flooring contractor? What, what have you got in stock?
1: If you are a flooring installer of any kind, we will generally stock the tools you need. Um for the most part. I think there's we struggle on space at the moment. We're still quite a small company. So we do our best to stock what we can. Um, but we're definitely on
0: working increasing that. Okay. And then re- if we re- rewind a little bit, but where the company start how how have you come to where you are now what what's what was the beginning route so way before my time actually um
1: so we've been going for quite a while um founded in 2002 um so over 20 years now um it started off as an ebay site um so just selling bits and bobs on there um and then it was it's sort of in steady growth um, nothing too crazy. We've sort of been the local flooring shop in Leicester, really. Um, I think in during COVID, I think we were a bit more fortunate than some other companies we did quite well. I think with a lot of DIY, um, increasing, um, and a lot of people we found were spending money on the floors. Um, I think that's simmered down a little bit now. Um, but we've seen a lot of growth and we've, we've tried to do a lot to keep that momentum going. Uh, so we have a lot of projects we're working on and just keeping that, keeping the growth consistent.
0: Okay. And is your main customer base the trade or do you have like a retail arm or is it the same? You know, so if I'm Mrs. Smith that wants to give, you know, well, maybe Mr. Smith or, or whatever, wants to give my, you know, a flooring job a go, are you, are you dealing with people like that or predominantly is it sort of John the Floor layer that's coming to you and say, this is what I need, what's... How it's awesome. a bit
1: of a mix so we we cater to both so uh, obviously FloorMart mart uh, dot, our website is available to anyone um so we do sell to your diy end users but we also have our professionals coming in um obviously a lot of the tools and things we do are quite specialist to them so we do cater to both uh one thing though what we want to be doing more of, and what we're not doing enough of is sort of separating them a bit more um, so making sure we're looking after those professionals, maybe a bit more than your DIY, um, DIY users, which we're, we're working on. It's not something we've been doing too much of, but it's definitely something we'll be doing in the near future.
0: Okay. And and playing devil's advocate, all of the, let's say, trade suppliers, the big boys, the small local guys, are all buying similar screeds, similar glues. What products have you got that either you've got exclusivity to, or that you know make you stand out to another trade supplier? What what have you got in stock that you know should really open people's ears? So one of our flagship products
1: is the Pronine Knee Pads. Okay, um, we're quite well known for those as well. Um, they are manufactured in the USA. Uh, and if you look at any forum page or any social media stuff from the states, you will see any installer from the states working in Prony knee pads. Um, yeah, great bit of kit. Um, but we are the we are the Prony we are Prony's UK distributor, um, we keep stock of the whole range. Um, and we've seen great response so far. But that's one of our one of our goals for this year: really get getting that growing out, growing over um yeah
0: and what what make i mean I, when i was on the tools we used to just stick uh i think it was the uh yeah the sort of bean bags in the uh in the trousers but what makes it because i've not seen the pro pro knees knee pads what what makes them sort of stand out and what why did you choose them to sort of distribute them in the uk what's 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 the difference because i'm sure the lads that listen and the girls that on the that listen to the podcast would be interested to sort of See the pros and cons of them. So why did you choose them? Yeah, I mean, I think we chose them really because we'd
1: seen such a great response in the US. Um, but then in regards to the UK market, I think over time, obviously, as we obviously we're retailing all kinds of different knee pads as well, but over the years, we've really seen people are a lot more willing to spend more on knee pads. Now, proneys aren't they're not cheap. Um, they do come at a higher cost, but they are proven to work they'll prevent knee injuries and if you've got knee injury knee injury already they're going to help that as well um but we're seeing a lot of people wanting to spend more because they understand the importance of keeping your knees in good shape obviously i'm sure as a fitter you know that a
0: lot of people <laughs> with uh not so good knees no yeah i was gonna say there's uh i know quite a few floor layers that have had knee operations so it is an absolute necessity so i think Price in one way shouldn't come into knee pads. I don't think.
1: Um, yeah, I think that's that's one of the things they talk about. So although you will be paying a pretty higher price to a lot of the other knee pads on the market, in the long term, you're it's going to prevent, like you say, a knee operation or being off the tools. That's going to cost you a lot more than maybe hundred quid plus on a pair of knee pads. So it's a high initial cost, but over time they pay, they pay for themselves.
0: Really. Is that what, what? What sort of money are they like? Is it different levels of them or, or what sort of? Price yeah, so they've
1: got they've got the two knee pads. Um, so their main one is the seven one fours, which are custom fit. So the main thing about these is they'll stretch down all the way to your ankles, okay. which essentially means they are taking the pressure off your knee and spreading the weight across your the lower half of your leg. Okay. Um, they come in at about three hundred pounds. Right. Yeah. Um, so custom fit. Um, but yeah, they're at higher price. They do have a cheaper alternative, which is the AP sixteens, which is um, sort of an all, all-purpose knee pad, uh, one size fits
0: all, and they're about at the hundred pound mark. Okay. So a couple of different options. And what did you need to do as a company to secure, you know, UK distribution? Did you have to buy a container or what 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 was the, the um let's say the process without going too too deep into it for you to sort of be the UK number one supplier for this?
1: Yeah, I mean we do have we do have to take a certain amount of stock. Um but the process was quite easy. I mean they they already had quite a few customers in the UK. Um so but all those customers were having to import them individually um from the States, which is obviously a massive pain in the arse um for your typical floor yeah. They don't want to be doing that. No. They've obviously got to pay the duties, the massive delivery fees, and they've got to wait a month to get them in. Um, so when we initially contacted them, it was quite an easy process. They needed a UK distributor. And obviously we wanted to bring them as, into our portfolio. So we had the conversation. We we took in dec- a pretty decent amount of stock. Um, and relationships has been great ever since. Great.
0: Okay. And what, apart from the knee pads, is there any other products that, um that you've got that you sort of really strong on stock? So you know, either screeds or a certain tool, or is there anything else that you can think of that um, you've got decent stock holding of that moves relatively swiftly?
1: Yeah, we've got a few I can think of. I mean, for example, it's a lot of the products we import. Um, so we've got the cam rakes, which is a, a really popular tool at the moment. Um, essentially just a screening rake, but they use the, a cam system on the edges um, I won't go too much into the technical side, but we've had a great response on those, and everyone seems to be loving them. Uh, so we make sure we're, we're stocked up for those those customers. Um, and then we've got the dolphin knives from Germany. Um, the fitters I love those. It's quite funny. They, we've got quite a lot of different colours, and we have the we have the fitters coming to the counter, and it's it's quite funny seeing all the grown men getting excited about these different coloured dolphin knives. Um, but yeah, great response from those. Uh we can com- I think the guys in the counter they compare it to a children in a sweet shop almost. Um, but they but yeah, they love them as well.
0: Yeah, I've seen, I mean, I've I've never fitted a carpet in my life or anything that really involved. Well, obviously I used to have a, a knife, but not that you know that far-fetched. And I've seen so many people's different setups, like they're either attached to the leg and different knife for this and different knife for that and it is you know completely not well, a different well it is a different trade um but it's just it is quite interesting to see I've seen it even myself with people having five or six knives for their daily daily job which is completely cool but yeah I'm very proud of their their knife setup um so what's what's next for Floor Mart? have you got any big plans uh new products or can you give us any secrets what's coming what's on the cards?
1: yeah I mean we've got um we've got a few different things in the pipeline um I can't really talk about all of them unfortunately no. um but I think the main thing for us is I mean Prony for starters, we really want to focus on Prony and get those out there um So we'll be attending a few trade shows um at CP assessments. we'll be having one in October we'll be there um and we'll really be pushing that brand overall uh, but then also just keeping just growing our portfolio for tools um there's a there's a variety of different tools around the world we're looking at and i think we essentially the goal is just to make sure we as a company uh can provide all the tools of floor fitter we need um so they can just have one place where they can get everything
0: um fast and at a fair price and is your easiest way for for people to do it is it just jumping on the website and ordering it with a card or would you guys prefer them to ring and talk through the well, I mean, I'm assuming both options are there, but what what's your preferential? Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're easy with it. I
1: mean, we're always happy to have a conversation with the customers uh, and advise where we can, um, but we do tend to find it a lot of time. It is a lot easier and faster just to put an order through on the website. But like I said, we've got a sales team here and we can always advise where needed.
0: What is your personal favourite product, excluding the Pro knees Knee Pads? <laughs> what else do you like selling and having uh, something to do with? That's a good question.
1: I th- I'd say the dolphin knives. I th- I love them. Mm. um It's it's really great seeing people. I mean, the tools is great. I think it's nice to see fitters. They almost see it as like a collection. um Who's got the best tool bag and uh, the dolphin knives, especially? I've seen some fitters with a toolbox with uh, loads of them, and they won't actually use them. I've right. spoken to a fitter, and he'll have one, and it'll it say, "Oh no, I can't use it. It looks too nice. I don't want to scratch it up." Um, so it's always it's always
0: great seeing those. If I gave you a thousand pounds now, what are the first two things you would spend it on? Did I say, pronies? <laughs> <laughs> ah, but you are. If you're only working on the counter, they're not going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah You're outfitting, it
0: could be a good thing to buy but, uh... yeah
1: um no I think I think holiday would be great um I think being in business I think it's so easy to just keep your head down you forget to uh look up and take a break sometimes so I think nice hot holiday uh for a few days would be, would be a great option um and then uh especially with these uh soaring prices and everything probably just put it towards maybe some fuel or something like that
0: yeah. Yeah, everything is definitely getting there on the expensive side. Yeah. What is your least favorite part of your current role? Least favorite part? What's uh, I think it's doing? sort of
1: similar, similar to the last question. I think it'd be maybe a work life balance. Um, I think I wouldn't, I can't think of anything particular in the role that I dislike. I mean, you might have the occasional job or situation you have to deal with, which can be unpleasant. Um, But I think overall, I would say to that, that maybe that the role in particular is quite time consuming and it requires a lot of time and effort and work. So a bit of work-life balance um, would be the answer to that question.
0: Brilliant. And if you could start all over again uh, from when you started in the business, is there anything you would now do differently that you've learned since you've joined the business?
1: I think take more risks earlier on. I think I mean obviously I'm still quite young and new to the new to business new to the industry um and so I've sort of treaded lightly quite early on but I think taking risks has been such an important part of growing and if we don't take risks then I just think it's so hard to get anywhere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what well it's not on my sheet to ask but what risks are you now taking um to progress the business uh because i mean it's a challenging time out there i mean have you as a business have you noticed sales drop in the last two three months as the phone lines a bit quieter Or are you, are you on a record year? what how's your financials look with it within reason here i don't know the ins and outs, but how have you found how have you found this year yeah. I mean, it's been a bit of a slow start to the
1: year with seeing things pick up with the summer season coming in, which is nice. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's slow, um, but yeah, it's been, it's definitely picking up now. It's getting into summer. Um, but it, I think it's been quieter than we'd like it to have been, uh, with what we're projecting, especially with last year's growth being so great. Um, but I think there's so many factors that come into that. So it's nice to see it coming back back together with the summer coming in. But, yeah, I think there's there's definitely been a bit of a slow period overall. And I think we've spoken to third-party people we work with, and I think that's just been, I mean, not just industry-wide, but across different industries. Uh, I think everyone's seen a bit of that, really.
0: I think I think it's, yeah. I mean, I went out for a meal last night, and uh, we were just discussing the same car insurance has nearly doubled in some elements, car finance and leasing rates have gone up and I mean I know it's all over the news but I don't tend to watch the news very often but it but again you add all these little bits up you know importing from the states or importing up from everywhere else that's gone up and all these little percentages it's just it's it's I think eventually catching up and I think everyone'll uh, I think it will just be, become the norm again once we it recovers but yeah you've just got to keep pushing forward um so with you being sort of Let's say a little bit more of a younger generation of sort of what is your motivation to come to work? Because and I'm basing on the younger element because obviously the older guys are like maybe saying they've got three kids, you know, this that and the other. But what what motivates you to get out of bed? I think
1: when I first started, uh, to be perfectly honest, it was all about money. Oh, you you're 20 years old, you want to start earning this, this, that. Uh, but I think as I've gone into the business and with it being a family business as well, I think for me, it's more fulfilling to be building the business itself and seeing that grow, um, especially playing a key role in that. It's been it's been great to see the growth and see it developing um, and working with all these different people. It's been a great experience. I think I'm very lucky to be in the position I'm in. Um, so yeah, I, I think that over,
0: over anything else at the moment. And is there anything as, as a whole, as the flooring industry as a whole, apart from as a, the current climate and things like that, what's the biggest challenge you feel you're you constantly battling against in the flooring industry as a whole from your, from your role? I mean, for us personally, it's definitely a mix
1: between, obviously, you've got inflation and the increase in prices, um, which is obviously an unfortunate thing to deal with. We keep having to pass that on and increase in our prices, but... It's just the amount of time it takes just keeping up with it all. Um, and I think I'm sure everyone's everyone's been dealt with the same issue. Um, it's just keeping up. You quote someone and then they come back a month later and oh no, we've had a another price increase. So we've got to change that. And it's keeping on top of it all which has just been a, a real challenge for us. Um, and then also on top of that, the supply of goods. We do, we have suppliers across uh, across worldwide really um so just trying to maintain that and making sure we keep we've got the right stocks in can be quite difficult and even our UK suppliers are having the same issues so that's been a that's
0: been a real challenge for us as a business Brilliant. and again you you mentioned work-life balance but and I don't know if that's changed over the last few years but how do you start your day when you get up it's always quite an interesting question is even though it's not about supply I'm going from one to the next but um has it has that changed over the last three or four years of actually how how you get up and start your day because I'm a big advocate of this and that's why I'm asking the question.
1: Yeah well I start quite early actually um I'll start my day going to the gym actually um nice and early before anyone else gets there um get that done out of the way uh because I know if I do it after it is, uh, it's a bit more painful, uh, yeah. especially when you've done a days days full of work and you've got a gym um, rammed for the people. So gym's first thing I do in the morning, come home, have breakfast, and I'm straight off to work, really straight in there. Um, but and were you
0: doing that time. before when you first started in the business? Were you going to the gym then as well? Or is this something that you've took on after the role, if you can remember that, if that makes sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's more of a recent thing, actually. I mean, I've always been to the gym. I wouldn't say that consistently. Um, but yeah, um, over the past six months, starting this year, it was a bit of a new year's resolution really. Um, started doing that and I think it's um a great routine to be in. Um sometimes it can be hard to uh keep up, especially when you're waking up early in the morning. But it's um it's definitely a
0: great thing to be doing for me anyway. It definitely equips you to deal with higher working at a higher level, and that doesn't matter if it's in an office or out on the tools or with clients or whatever. But I think moving more, and that can be walking the dog and going to the gym. It doesn't have to be. But actually getting up and moving, um, raising your heart rate in some manner definitely can help with the uh, in productivity through the day. It certainly, that's why I'm, I'm completely on the other side of the fence with uh, there's just no chance of me going to the gym after six o'clock in the night. It's just not happening. Um, so it, it has to be done before six in the morning. Um, so I'm completely there. So Last question. Um let's have a look. What would be no what? Who would be three people you would love to have a pint with in the pub tonight? Meet alive or dead? Alive or
1: dead? Um three people. Yeah. I'd say Sebastian Vettel, big F1 fan. So it'd be great to meet him. Uh big fan. Um maybe Alan sugar. He obviously a great business burn. It'd be great to get some advice from someone with experience like that. Um, I think that would be a really in- interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's had a lot of experiences and stories to tell. Um, and then I know I keep mentioning Prony, but I think the guys at Prony, um, we, we, we speak a lot over email. Uh, we've been doing for three years but they're great lovely people from the states and it would be lovely to actually sit down and meet them face to face
0: so you've never flown over to the states yet you've never you've, no you've not yet. That?
1: i think we, we'd love to i think we plan to in the future um i actually think they might have plans to be coming over to the uk at some point uh, in the next few years but yeah they're lovely people i think the people in the states do tend to be so friendly um and yeah, it'd be nice to see that in
0: face-to-face as opposed to just an email thread. Brilliant. Fab. Yeah, I know I, I much prefer doing business that way. It's, uh, it's really interesting when you've been speaking to people on email for years and then you get to know them. You're like, and even if you've seen a picture of them on, on the LinkedIn or something and you face face-to-face, it, uh, it definitely changes the relationship. I completely agree with that. Yeah,
1: I think it's a bit more personal. And I think that's always, always a bit better, isn't it? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So what is the number one way of getting hold of you, the sales team, finding out about FloorMart? How do people find you? What's the best way?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can visit us uh, on our website, floormart.co.uk. Um, our numbers of details are on there. Um, if you wanted to get hold of me personally, uh, obviously you can call the office um, or you can find me on LinkedIn, Harry Watkins. Um, we do also have quite a strong social media presence, Instagram, Facebook, always posting all our updates on there so yeah find us um find
0: us there as well and is that just like insta is that fl- floor like at floor yeah
1: it's just just at FloorMart. same on um facebook just FloorMart. yeah uh, you'll find us straight
0: away fantastic harry thank you very much for coming on the show
1: no problem at all have uh, thanks for having me on
0: Excellent. Like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockrellandco.co.uk. That's cockrellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is Cockerel co and also we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we look forward to seeing you here again soon.